Amen. Okay, so last week we did, um, we had a really cool service last week where we did some reflection, we did some remembering, and it was amazing. We heard what God is doing in, um, in some of your lives. We heard different stories from what you're doing. I, I talked to Maurice right after the service this past week, and he talked about it. I said, your knee, like, tell me about your knee. You got healed. He said, yeah, he, he was, it was in so much pain. I hope it's okay if I say this, but he said it to me. So, um, He said, he goes, yeah, you, you, know, you know when you're in so much pain, it makes you grouchy? How many of you, okay, no, be honest, people, right? Like, like it, it was like that. It was so much pain. They were talking about surgery, they were talking about replacement, all the kind of stuff, and God healed his knee. Pain-free, amen? So God's good. So we talked about the goodness of God and what God's done over this last year with different people, and it was really super encouraging last week. And I said, before we, like, move forward and launch into 23, let's look back and just rejoice and be thankful at what God's done in the past, right? Before we, But today... It's time to move forward. It's time for us to move forward as a church. So as I've been praying about what the beginning of this year, what's the, what's God, what God, what do you want to say this year? We talked last year and we talked about the big, mm, if you just only knew, reset. Mm, praise the Lord. Reset's not always easy, people. Amen. But it's good. It's good. It's really good. We are back to, I feel like our church is back to our factory settings after we've had a reset. And it's time to do some work. Amen? So I feel like, so I, I, we are so blessed. I, might, I could go on and tell you what's going on, some of the things in the background that's going on. And, and um, we have a, a group of, a, of a, like leader, team leaders that are in our church now that we, we haven't had before. We are ready. Let me just tell you, we are ready. Amen? And so, so as I've been praying and meditating on um, about, um, maybe if I can, uh, in November, I started this word started to keep popping up, and this I this really is a concept of, of what God wants to do in, in our own personal lives and my own personal life, and and uh, that kind of led and and the more I thought about it and um, the word I feel like God has for our church, and I'll say this: it may be the beginning of this year, it may be the whole year, we'll see. But all I know is that for this new year season, this first part of the year. The word God has given our church is fruitful. God has called us to be fruitful. God has called our church as a body to be fruitful, and he's called you and I as individuals to be fruitful. And so let's go to the scripture that, uh, that we're going to um, go to this morning. It's John 15. In verse 1, been in church a while. This is a familiar, um, familiar scripture. Sometimes it becomes too familiar. So if y'all are in here and this is your first time hearing it, awesome. Awesome. You get a fresh revelation this morning. So let's go. Let's go to First John. I'm not First John. Regular John 15. There is no First John 15, by the way. Verse 1, starting verse 1. This is Jesus speaking. And he says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that it produces fruit, so that it will produce that produces fruit, so that it will produce more fruit. Everybody say more fruit. You already are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce by itself unless it remains in the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produce, produces much fruit. 
because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and, it, and he withers. And they are gathered, with, gathered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire where they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, whatever you want, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. So this analogy that Jesus gives us, many people have, I want to, I want to just clear the, like, like, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page with this. Because, you know, we read a scripture about there, about something about him gathering together and burned. Are we talking about like salvation? We let's, let's forget all about that for a minute. Jesus is talking about bearing fruit. In this passage, he is talking about bearing fruit. So the purpose, I got a picture I want to show you. This is a, you know what, when Julie and I, we have like a muscadine vine at our house. And it's a newer muscadine vine. It's like real, like, and so the, the vine is really, really thin, right? And so I was thinking, and Julie like showed me, she goes, you know, when I think about vines, like we're, we're such rookies at like, you know, we don't have a vineyard. We don't have a, we don't have a lot of vine. We don't grow those kind of things. And, and so when I think about vines, the only ones I've really seen are like the really small ones. And Julie, like, look, look at this picture. Look how chunky that vine picture. Look how chunky that vine is. It's old, right? It's, it's been around a while, right? And the vine and the branches grow off of that vine. I mean, off of that, yeah, off the vine. And so, so when you talk about that vine and the branches, that vine has one purpose. This vine has one purpose. What is that purpose? To produce fruit. One purpose. That vine is a, is a grapevine. It's not going to produce anything but grapes. Its job, you're not going to find apples growing on this vine. This vine and the branches are going to grow group, uh, uh, grapes groups. Groups of grapes. <laughs> Nothing else, right? Nothing else. It's not going to grow anything else. So think about this. The, the vine has all the DNA of what it uses to produce grapes. It's inside that vine. All the energy, all the power, all the stuff that it needs is in that vine. And as that uh, branches are attached or are attached to that vine, the DNA flows out of the vine into the branches that gives it the potential to produce fruit. Now let me get ahead of myself a little bit. So let me say, like, what, we, how we know that that is not an apple tree? How we know that that is not a, it's not going to grow blackberries? It's not a blackberry bush. How we know what it is is because of its fruit. Watch this. The glory of that vine is the fruit. The glory of the vine is the fruit. What tells that, the average looker, what that vine is, is by the fruit that hangs on it. 
the glory of the vine is the fruit. We are called, he says, and when you, Jesus says at the very end of that passage, and when you do these things, you glorify my Father in heaven. By this, you glorify him. See, when we glorify God, it's not some mystical thing. I thought about this this morning. It's not like just this mystical thing of, you know, we charismatics, if you've been a charismatic a while, you, you know, well, the glory was in the house this morning, right? Well, that, that can be true. That can be true. The manifest presence of God can be the glory of God. But what Jesus is talking about here is the fruit is the glory of God. So when we produce fruit, we glorify God. We show that, that no, nobody will ever know what that vine is until that vine starts producing fruit, right? And we're going to be on this 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 group this um, teaching for a while. There's much so much more, much much more to say about this. So as the energy, listen, the the in that vine there are grapes. In that vine there are grapes in that DNA form. That as it goes out into the branches, those branches have one purpose, and that's to show the glory of the vine. It's to show the vine, to show people what the vine is all about. Show the vine what what show people in our world what this vine is all about. Because of the fruit. So we are called to bear. That's our, that's our job. And we glorify God because of it. When I walk in the, in the fruit of the Spirit, when I show kindness, when I forgive, when I walk in love, when they didn't walk in love with me, when I do things that are contrary to what, the, the, um, to what our, our world says, right? When I live a life of, that's set apart to God, I live a life of holiness and righteousness, right living and right doing. Also, when the gifts of the Spirit are manifest, the glory of God is produced. God is glorified because one of the ways God is glorified is because Maurice got healed, his knee got healed. That shows forth the glory of God. In the same way, like it's not, it's not that the glory of God is like, and, and the fruit of the Spirit are the only fruits of the vine. It's everything that's in the character and nature of God. When we show it forth, we bring glory and honor to God. And people come and they see. Oh, we got a thought. This, I don't want to, I mean, let's think about how, I don't want to be a sour grape. I want to be a perfect representation of who God is. So if, if you will, if somebody comes and eats from my life, they taste and see that the Lord is good. So when we, watch this, so when we, Attach ourselves. You know, there's another, I'll I'll, I'll share this. There's another aspect of this, this branch idea. 
You know this branch, when we talk about like Jesus was the branch of David. He was a descendant of David. So are we the branch of, of the vine who is Jesus. We are the branch. We are his lineage, if you will. So we are called to bear actually the same fruit that Jesus bore. But how does that happen? How does that happen? Because Jesus tells us that not every vine produces fruit. I was talking with um, my brother-in-law, Herschel, which is actually he's um, working. Um, and we were talking about this, this, um, this, this passage. That's because what we do, we're weird that way, right? Talk about scripture. We were, we were talking about this scripture, and he said, he goes, you know what? I got this, I got this vision. I got this, like, um, I got this picture in my mind. And he goes, he goes I, I remember sitting around, uh, was it Thanksgiving? We were talking about this? It was Thanksgiving. We're sitting around. And, and he was he was talking about he goes, he goes it's not a fully formed thought. And he said he goes I see this vine, I mean a branch, and it's just green, and it's just long, and it has all it's got a little bit of, it has some beauty to it, but there's no fruit on it. I'm getting way ahead of myself. I don't want to be that kind of branch. I don't want to be a branch that looks great on the outside. Great with all the, all the, the greenery and, the, and it looks really awesome. Like I got the, I got the big promotion. I got people that admire me. I got people that blah, blah, blah. I got this. I got that. I got no fruit. I'm just a vine. Tell them I, tell them I use it. It's so good. It's so right on. But we're called to be fruit-bearing branches. Say, I am a fruit-bearing branch. Yeah, say that five times fast. I'm a fruit-bearing branch. So how does this happen? So obviously Jesus says that just because that there's, just because even that, that just because um, uh, there are some vines that grow that don't produce fruit, right? And he says, actually, the gardener, interesting, watch this. So there, actually, you see the Trinity in this amazing. So you see Jesus says, I am the vine. And he says, and God, the Father, is the gardener. We'll talk about pruning maybe next week or a few weeks. That'll be a fun one. Because we all need pruning. Because we're supposed to bear more fruit. And so he says, so there's, there's, the, there's Jesus, the vine, the gardener, and then the Holy Spirit remind me, and then you have the Holy Spirit, which is like the sap of that vine. It comes out of the vine and flows through the branch. And he says, apart from me, he says, remain in me, because apart from me, you can do nothing. And I got to thinking about that. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I know in him, I, mean, I know that every life comes from him and all that kind of stuff. But like, you know what? I, I, can, I can literally go to the mailbox like on my own, right? I don't need the power of the Holy Ghost to go get the mail. Maybe I do. 
But what Jesus is actually referring to is you, apart from me, you will do nothing of significance. You will do nothing that bears fruit that will last and the fruit that remains, that remains forever. So apart from him, we can do nothing of significance. And so many times I think what we do, and if maybe if you've been a Christian for a while or you've done this church thing for a while, you can get so used to just doing the stuff. But what God wants is us to be remain, to remain in him, to be connected to that vine. Most of us in this room are Gentiles. Thank God we've been grafted into the vine. Right? Thank God. But we've been grafted into that vine, and now that sap is allowed to flow into us. But if we don't remain in him, in him, in him, if we don't remain in him, if we don't stay, you know, uh, like attached to that vine, and here's the scary, scary thing. I'm so random this morning. Forgive me. But here's the scary thing. How many of you all have done some trimming around your house? You've cut some, cut some limbs down, all that kind of stuff. You know what's crazy about that? Is we had this, I remember we had a, a tree, we cut a tree down. And um, we, uh, we actually um, took the stump and we put it around our fire pit, one of the stumps, and put it around our fire pit so we could sit on it. And it was amazing. Like a couple of days later, like that thing was completely cut off. And, and a sprout started growing off of that stump. I was like, huh. Only for a while. Only for a while. And I remember going down to that thing, and I felt the Lord speak to me. He said, that's how we are when we stop spending time with the Lord. We stop being attached. We stop spending time with Him. Start Stop... Um, receiving in our lives his word. We separate ourselves from believers. It looks good. And actually, sometimes it can actually grow and start doing things because there's a remnant of that sap still in it. But after a while, without that continual flow, I watched that little branch, that little twig that came off start turning brown and dying. Church, it is time for us to stay attached to the vine. We can't, listen, church as usual, should be. we should be done with that. It's time for us as a church to attach ourselves to the vine. Attach ourselves so God's glory can flow out of his self into us and we produce his fruits. It is time. It's time as the rain comes and waters. Holy moly, this is amazing. When we say attached, right? We bear fruit, and that fruit glorifies God. Let's let's go here. Second Corinthians chapter three and verse eighteen. Paul says this. He says, "We all." with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, and are being transformed into 
the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the Spirit. So we, with unveiled face, are, are looking at God, right? And we see, and the idea is this glory of God idea, that we manifest who He is. That's what the glory, you want a great easy definition, is manifesting who God is. When God's glory comes, it manifests who He is, His character, His nature, His power, His glory, right? So when we do that, when we're attached to the vine, it's by His Spirit. When we disconnect ourselves from the power of the vine, we won't become the people that God's called us to be. And it's only by the Spirit of God. And I'm, I'm not talking, I know we all, I know we're all, we understand that in the book of Acts, the same people that were baptized in the Spirit on Pentecost were also a couple, of, a couple of chapters later filled again with the Spirit. This is not a one-shot deal, right? This is an ongoing. Actually, when in Ephesians, when it says be filled with the Spirit, it's a be being filled with the Spirit on a daily, constant basis, that I'm constantly receiving the sap of God into my life. It's going to help me to bear fruit with, every, with around the people around me. It's the power of the Spirit of God that's going to cause me to be the person I am. And I can't do it. Listen, you can't, 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 can't do it if you're, dis, if you're dislodged from the vine. And some of us are wondering, why in the world? Why in the world do I feel so dry? Why, do I, why, why does my love grow cold, as, uh, as we sang earlier? Why does, why does it just seem like, man, I just feel like I'm doing... Man, you need to re-get yourself back attached to that vine. Attached to Him. Be in seek time to spend time in God's presence. God, listen, church, He hasn't called you to live a normal life. He hasn't called you to live with just a whatever, just kind of whatever. I'm floating till I'm floating till you know see till He appears in the sky or till I die and I get to go see Him. There is so much more for us to do. There's so much more of purpose and plan for your life that God has to bear much fruit. And honestly, way getting ahead of myself, he's going to trim off. You start doing this stuff, and you'll, he'll start trimming off stuff that doesn't. So why? And if you start producing fruit, guess what he'll do? He'll trim some more, so you'll produce more fruit. You're like, what? Like some of you are like, you live for God. And you're like, how come like Christians around me, they get to do whatever they want? And I'm out here bearing fruit. I'm out here doing stuff. And God's like, exactly. You're bearing fruit. I'm going to cut you a little bit more so you can bear more fruit. God wants to use you in 2023 like never before. I've come this morning to make you so hungry for more of Him. I want to, I want to make you see like this tomahawk steak that's been perfectly seasoned and perfectly grilled. I know that's mean when it's 1145, but I'm doing it on purpose because I want you to understand that same hunger that you're feeling right now. It should be the same hunger that I hunger and thirst for him. One thing I desire, one thing I want is that I would dwell and I would be with him, that I may know him, Paul says, that I may know him. 
And let me just, the good news is, God the Father is the most amazing gardener. That if you've separated yourself from the tree, he is the greatest grafter back in. He can do it. He can graft you right back in and let that sap can flow again. And to pour his life back in you. It's available. It's available. To know him. Apart from him, you can do But with him, with him, he'll show forth his glory. He'll show the world who he is. That's why Jesus says things like, when you love one another, the world's going to see, and they're going to give honor to God. That's when you walk in love and walk in kindness and and you walk in goodness and you walk in the the authority that God's given you, and you become a servant leader, some of you who who are business owners. You're like, man, I'm so glad I work for that my boss. He's so amazing. Because he, he's a servant leader like Jesus, right? So, so we have, yeah, I'll take one. So we have some practical ways. You know me. You can't do it. It ain't all preach, right? We're going to live it out. He says, um, oh, let me just say a couple of things. While she's, while she's passing these out, can you listen and look and not read at the same time? May not be distracting. No, I'll wait. Hey, once yeah, once you get up and kind of help pass those out, that's okay. I want you to hear a couple of these next statements. You know, God says, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. It's not, it's not automatic. God is the perfect gentleman. He's not forcing himself on anybody. He says, you come to me. Come, Jesus said, come to me, all you are weary. Jesus says, if you draw near, to, God says, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. It's our job. It's our responsibility. This is on us. Amen. All right, so before you read it, just say, just say, David, I'm not looking. I want you to hear this. Such a liar. Well, he's had lying going on right here. You're what, David, I'm not looking. Can I say this? You know what? Well, of course I can say this. I'm the pastor. The enemy hates this teaching because he wants to nullify your life. He wants you to live a life of insignificance. He wants to minimize you and to cause cause you to be. He wants to, the enemy wants to cause you to be like nothing. Average. Below average. Fruitless. You know, uh, Craig Rochelle says this. And what is this? This is discipline, right? We're disciples. Of Jesus, so it's going to be discipline. That's part of the word. It's part of the game you signed up for. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. Excellent. Discipline. You can't get around this. You can't get around this, right? It is discipline. They actually call these things spiritual disciplines. Craig Rochelle says this. He's so true. He says, successful people do 
consistently what others do occasionally. Successful people, yeah, repeat that. Successful people do, just listen to his leadership podcast. You hear it like every other time he says, he opens his mouth. Successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. Absolutely the truth. You, you realize that like sowing and reaping is true across the board. When we sow to the spirit, we reap of the spirit. We sow of the flesh, we'll reap of the of fruitless branch. It's so true. This is what we're called to do. So I gave you a few ideas of what to do. So people in this room, you're all over the place. I got my um, my nephew Will over here. I'm proud of him. He's such a great guy. Wave at everybody. Say, this is Will. Um, so it's not done yet. Can I say this? So he's been he's been um, he's actually been a, a offered to apply to go to what's name to apply to go to Oxford for the summer to learn. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Oxford. Yeah. So you know, genius runs in our family. So. Um, <laughs> For what? Like, what is, what is, can you say that again to everybody? Yeah. That's incredible. Oxford, people. Oxford. Let's give my hand. That's awesome. So we're super proud. Super, um, so that'd be amazing. So maybe you're not quite there and you never thought about, like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Textural criticism, that's a thing? Like, I didn't know. So, um, so wherever you're at, I, want, I just want to give you a few ideas. Actually, um, a few ideas. So, I got to hurry. We're having something after the service. I don't know what's going on. It's just something small, something little. But the, Okay, so you can do this. Download the YouVersion Bible app and start a daily reading plan. You get this? That's, that's good. I was going to say it's easy. It's, it's, some of you, this is difficult. Some people, it's difficult. Just do it. But do it. Select a book of the Bible to read. Uh, to select a book of the Bible to read in its entirety. Proverbs, Gospel, Gospel. I was going to say Gospel of Acts. Gospel. Download Right Now Media. We have Right Now Media available to every person in this room. You can go and start a study. I have people that come to me and go, man, I just start finished the study. It was so good. Tony always he comes and tells me this this uh where's Tony? He's walking out. So everybody's walking out on this this morning. But um Tony, like he was telling me, he, he comes and goes, man, I'm just learning this stuff, this new stuff on it. So it's really good. It's like Netflix for Bible study. Download the Bible Project app and do a study of your own. Bible Project can't um, you know, they're we're about 90% there with them. So that's good. Start a daily, uh, and all the people that love Bible, uh, the uh, Bible project are going, what? <laughs> anyway, we're good. No, I love them. I love them. Those guys are great. Great. Um, I would actually encourage you, when you start a book of the Bible, go to the Bible project and watch their video on that book. It's really helpful. Really, really helpful. Start a daily prayer journal. You writers, people that are um, visual learners and minders and all that. I actually started doing that a little bit this year. It was really good. Um, set a daily alarm to stop and pray for about a minute to two minutes, about two or three times a day. Just set a, just set a, um, yeah. Next, do download the pause app. 
really good. It's called the Pause app. It's really good. It's put out by um, Wild, the Wild at Heart people, John and Stacey Eldridge. It's really good. Just a pause throughout the day to um, just stop and reflect and refocus your, oh, there's God. I forgot about him all day. So good. What's that? Yeah, they're like one minute. There's a one minute, five minute, 10 minute. So you can start wherever you want. Go on a daily prayer walk. Maybe that maybe that's a part of your, um, that would kill two birds, one stone for most of us here. Go on a daily prayer walk. Create a um, worship playlist for a daily intentional, not just listening to it on the car, but a daily intentional time of worship that you worship our God. Or read one of the following books. I got a couple up here. They'll be really good that I recommend highly. It is, the first one is, how many of y'all read this book, Power of Praying Wife? Wow. Okay. Power of Praying Husband. These, let me say, if you're married, like it's almost biblical that you own these. Like it's, it's it is so important that you own these. Uh, Jerry and Cheryl, they taught uh, marriage for a while. These are so good. Are they not really? They're really, really good. So um, who would like to be interested in, in doing one of these? Who would like to be interested? Yep. All right, perfect. You have this? Yeah, here you go. Who, who, what about guy? Any guys want to do this? For, oh, there you go. And there you go. Awesome. Awesome. Now you see how this is working. Now you better commit because I got this for free at a church. Or, or there's this book right here. It's called Simple Devotion. It's a great, great book. All my ramp people over here. Woo uh, It's a great book to help you and to teach you the importance of, of um, having a devotion. This is really challenging and encouraging all at the same time. Really one of the best books on having a devotional life that I've ever ever read. Who would be interested in this book? Anybody? Yep. I saw you first. And then I'll give this one. This one is the book we did last year. Um, it's called Reset. It is a great way. We're just giving these away. Praise God. I don't ever want to see the word reset again in my life. No. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Lord. Whatever you want. It's 20, it's, uh, 20, uh, 20 ways to a consistent prayer life. It's really, really good. And so I'm going to give this one my good buddy right here, he raised his hand. So awesome. So go grab one of those books, do one of these things. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. As Eric comes to the keyboard, just Eric. Yep. I want you to get a pen, grab a pen. And I believe I believe God may be challenging us. Apart, watch this, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from him, I don't know about you, I want to live a fruitful life. I want our church to be a fruitful church. That do things that matter throughout all eternity. This year I want stronger friendships. I want to believe God for stronger friendships in our church. For the month of January, this is for the month of January. But I want strong, I would love to see stronger relationships. People encouraging one another. That this place would be a place that, yeah, I come and I heard a great word and hear some great worship, but man, man, I was just standing around and man, this person just came up to me and just gave me this encouraging word that I needed to hear. I was able to share with just a fellow believer about the scripture that God's been showing me this week. This is like, this is God's house. We should be able to talk about God things in God's house. Amen. We should talk about God things in God's house. So I want you to look over this list, or maybe on the back you want to write your own. 
You don't do it unless it's intentional. Intentional, intentional. You realize the life of discipleship is intentional. I do this because I love God. I do this because I want to grow. I don't want to live an unfruitful life. I don't want to, I don't want to, as somebody said one time, I don't want to die with my song still in me. I want to sing the song of my life that God's put in me to sing. Whatever that looks like. And you're just like, well, you're a pastor. You, you got it. You are. You understand, I'm not done. There's more in me to do. I want to be more fruitful. So, so what is it? Maybe on this list, maybe it's that you circle it, one of these, or maybe you write one on the back that I want to do this. This is what I want to do for this month of January. We got, what, 24 days? So this year, we usually do a fast, right? Let me just explain kind of what we're doing. Usually we do a beginning of the year fast, and we, we withhold, and we spend time in prayer. We're going to do that, right? But this year, I felt like God spoke to me and said, we're going to, this year, I want you to add. This year. I want you to add something to your devotional life, to do something on a consistent basis. Actually, because when you start doing these things, you will start subtracting other things. It's just the way God is. And you will grow. You will be challenged. You'll be, you'll, God will speak to you as you do some of these devotions. God will speak to you as you read His Word. God will speak to you as you spend time in worship. If we want to be the church that God's called us to be, the church body, that means that all of us individually have to be the people that God's called us to be. The church is only as strong as the members of the church, including me. I'm a member. I'm going to know I'm a member of this church. I am, we are part of this body. So as we grow, the whole church grows. Amen. Let's you just take a second. And maybe even ask the Lord. That'd be a novel idea. Ask the Lord what He would have you do. Make it doable. If you're not used to reading your Bible, he probably, God probably won't tell you to read the whole book in a month. But aren't you glad that God takes us where we're at and he grows us? Thank you. And I don't want to take this lightly our next step. Then when you take a pen, then when you sign the on the bottom, you're not. We're not going to turn them in. <laughs> I'm not going to call and check up on everybody. It would be a good idea to let somebody else know that you did it. This is what I wrote down. Will you help keep me accountable? Will you help me? This is what I want to do. And you know what? You may miss a day. Don't let one day become two. And two days become three. Just get back on the horse. Amen. If you fall off, get back on. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we look to you. You say, what what does it look like to be fruitful? We're going to be here for a a few weeks, so just hang in there. 
We'll talk about that. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Right where you're sitting, just put your hands out in front of you. It's like you're going to receive something. Just you and him. Just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you fresh and anew. Fresh, fresh wave, a fresh breath of the Spirit of God from the very vine. Allow his DNA to receive all of you, God. Just ask him to fill me. New with your spirit. Help me to become fruit bearing branches. I would show forth the praises of you. Show forth your glory. Who have taken me out of darkness and into your glorious light. In Jesus' name. Thank you. We worship you. To say more of you, God. Less of me. Till it's all of you and none of me. Right there. Thank you. Make that commitment. I choose to be a Jesus follower today. Not just a Christian in name, but a Christ follower. Let's all stand together. Praise God. Say our confession before we leave. Say in Jesus' name. Say I shall be a fruit-bearing branch. In Jesus' name. Devil, back off. In Jesus' name. I thank you, God. You're filling me day by day with your spirit. I'm becoming in the image of God. Amen. God bless you.